I almost wore our shorts this morning. I, I didn't know we were allowed to wear shorts on the platform. <laughs> <laughs> How are you all doing this morning? We good? Excited to be here? Shane's excited to be here. <laughs> Let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we ask you to come in this place today. Come and do what you want to do today. Come and have your way in this place, Lord. I pray right now for... For courage, Lord. Give me courage just to, to speak what you want to speak in this place. Lord, you've got something to share. You've got something to do today. Lord, we want, we want you to come and do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there anyone here this morning who, who has cancer? Because I actually really felt specifically this morning that the Lord actually wants, He actually wants to, to target some, some, some very specific things. And I feel like this morning, he, he spoke really strongly to me about cancer. You know, we're, we're, we're a church, we're a people, we don't tolerate. We don't tolerate it. We don't tolerate the works of the devil. We, we're, we're the kind of people who go, we, we go after this sort of stuff because we want to see breakthrough. We want to see miracles. We can't, just, we can't just accept that as being okay. And so I think, I, I feel like this morning there's actually, the, 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 there may be some people here with cancer or, or actually there's some people here who actually know someone really close to them who, who also has cancer. If that's you this morning, are, are you able to, to just stand up? I really feel like the Lord this morning wants, specifically wants to do something in this area. Church, are we, are we able to this morning just, just make your way near someone who's standing and we're going to begin to pray. If you can just, just make your way to someone who's, <clears throat> who's standing, just quickly ask them if, if it's them or if it's someone they know. And then we're going to begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you are the healer. You are the healer of every sickness, every disease. There is nothing that is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you, Jesus. We declare healing right now in every life. We speak to this cancer. We command it to leave in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the miracles. 
cancer or something that has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. That's what we believe. Let's speak that out in faith this morning. Holy Spirit, come and do what you do. Come and do what you do, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you. We just declare victory in this situation right now. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen, church. Make sure, make sure you find out if, that, if we're praying for someone you know, give them a call today. Let them know we're praying. Let them know we're praying. Let them know we're believing for a miracle. I really feel like as we come into this, this Christmas season, it's, it's, a, it's a season of, of joy and celebration. And I really, I, I want to prophesy that over these people right now. A season of joy and celebration in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There's actually a couple other things I, I feel like I want to pray for as well. I actually feel like I was I was at the prayer meeting last night, and um, and one of the things we were actually we were we were praying about is is family members who don't know Jesus, and you know it's that it's it's that time of the year when we we all come together as as family. You know, typically on Christmas Day we're all together, and and so I just I I just feel like as a church, can we can we actually pray for for our family members who don't know Jesus? That something would happen in this in this season. It wouldn't just be another another Christmas where we get together and then we go our separate ways, but something different would take place. And I feel like it's a season, and 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 the word, the Lord gave me this word yesterday: a, a season of people coming home. People will come home back to Him. So, if 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 you're in this place today and you've got someone in your family who doesn't know Jesus and you want to believe that they would that they would come home to Him, can I ask you? If you just stand. <laughs> That's got to be everyone. <laughs> the one person left is going to make their way around and pray for you now. <laughs> why, don't we just, why don't we just reach out our hands to heaven? Lord, we're, we're praying and we're believing that this is a different season, Lord. We're praying for these, these ones that have either, either never known you or they've walked away, Lord. We, we pray that, that their hearts will be softened to you this Christmas. Lord, their hearts, something would change on the inside, Lord, that they would come seeking after you. There'd be a shift in their life. And Lord, we pray that this is the time, this is the year where they come home to you in Jesus' name. This is the year they come home to you. We declare that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Is, uh, Is Kurt here this morning? He's working. Oh, 
I, 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 the, the Lord gave me a, a, a dream for him. This is why you should come to church on Sunday. <laughs> I'll share that with him another time. Well, we're uh, we're we're on this uh, on this journey the last few weeks, and and Ben gave us this this topic of how does eternity, how does the reality of eternity affect the way that we live right now? How does eternity and how does how does that that heaven and that affect the way we live right now in this life? And so, you know, I I began to meditate and began to think about eternity. I began to just, you know, sort of dream about what heaven is going to be like. Anyone else ever done that? And you're just kind of just thinking, what's it going to be like? And as I was meditating on this, I, uh, I found my way to, uh, to the Bible and to Revelation chapter 21. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Revelation 21. And, and this particular chapter actually begins to describe what heaven is going to be like. Um, if you want to turn, turn your Bibles there this morning, Revelation chapter 21. So verse 10 actually begins to, it actually begins to describe the physical appearance of what, what heaven will be like. And so we begin to read some, some of the things like, uh, like walls of jasper and streets of pure gold and the, the, the gates to the city, a single giant pearl. And we begin to read about all these amazing things, these, these things that are, that are so valuable and so beautiful. And, and, and I'm reading through all this and meditating on it, thinking about it. And, and you know, maybe it's just me, but I, I, I actually really struggled to actually imagine what that's going to look like. And anybody else like that? It, it kind of, I, I assume maybe because it's something I've never seen before. And it was kind of hard for me to picture what heaven is actually going to look like. But, here, but, but you know, I, I know that it's going to be really good. I know that it's going to be absolutely amazing. Because I can already see, when we look around here, at the creation that God's already done. And, and how many know that it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. What, what God has already created is, is absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know if, if anyone here has ever been to, um, to Queenstown in New Zealand. Anyone ever been there? That, that place is, is just breathtaking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually remember being there, it might have been like seven or eight years ago, and in, our, in, in a hotel where we were staying, and I remember looking out the window and looking out at this, this amazing blue lake and... The, the, the snow-capped mountains surrounding. And I remember just being, being in, in, in awe of God. Like he's created this, this amazing thing that sort of has no purpose other than just for me to just look at and enjoy. <laughs> it doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't, doesn't do anything. It just, 
It just exists. He just created it like that. And so when I, when I think about these, these sort of things that God's already created and how, and how breathtaking they are, even though I can't imagine what heaven's going to be like, I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Revelation 21 actually also gives us a few other little, uh, little insights into what eternity and, and what heaven is going to be like. And I think it's verse 4. Let me just read it. Verse 4 says, He will wipe away every tear. There will be no more pain, suffering, and death. These things are gone forever. How good is that? Yeah, how good is that? Not only are we going to be in eternity in, in this place of, of amazing beauty, but there's going to be no pain, no suffering, no sickness, none of that. It's all gone. Who's looking forward to that? Who's looking forward to that? Come on. <laughs> Maybe we've got it too good here. <laughs> you know, I was, and so I was reading through this Revelation 21 and meditating on, on, on eternity and meditating on heaven. And there's actually one thing that really stood out to me in this, in this chapter. There's one thing that I just kept going back to. And I just couldn't get past verse 3. Let me, let me read it. Actually, let me, let, me read from, let me read from verse 1. Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 3, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. God himself will be with them. And I just keep coming back to this. God is going to be with us. The creator himself, the God of the universe will be with us. And you know, the, 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 the creation, the, the beauty of heaven is great. The fact there's no, no, no pain and no suffering is great. But the real value of heaven is actually the presence of God. The supreme value of heaven is, is God himself. Because if we think about eternity, if we think about eternity, you're, you're either going to spend eternity with God in his presence in heaven, or you're going to spend eternity without God in hell. It's a sobering thought. It might be a little hard to hear, but that's the reality. That is it. We're either going to spend eternity in his presence or eternity not in his presence. And so the thing that, that, that the defining factor here is his presence. That is 
the difference. And so I was, so I was meditating on this and thinking about this, how, how the presence of God, the, the, the thing that makes heaven, heaven is his presence. And, and then I realized something so, so profound, but maybe it was just so obvious that I don't actually have to wait for heaven to be in his presence. The thing that makes heaven, heaven is him, but I can have it right now. I actually don't need to wait. It's going to be good. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's going to be really good when we get there. But church, we can have it now. We can be in his presence right now. We don't have to wait until we, until we die to be in the presence of God. And so I've, I feel like this morning the Lord actually has put on my heart for us. I feel like this morning he actually, and, and this was sort of a little bit about what, what Adrian was talking about as well. This morning, like, he wants us to encounter him. This morning I feel like he's, he's calling us and he's inviting us into his presence in, in a new way. And I know that there's probably some of us in this room this morning Maybe you've never actually experienced the presence of God. Maybe you've never had that opportunity. I also feel like there's some of us here this morning who, who've had that opportunity to experience the presence of God, but, but it's almost like you've, you've, you've become a bit complacent and you're just kind of just going through the, the routines of life. And I feel like this morning the Lord wants to shift something in our hearts. And he, and he wants to, it's almost like setting a fire. And he wants us to begin to hunger after his presence. Like, like, we would, like we would get excited about going to heaven. If we would think about the, the, the joy that's coming in heaven, but we would get excited about that now for his presence right now. I feel like that's what the Lord wants to do this morning. And so I actually just want to share, I've just got a couple of really, almost sort of real practical kind of things that I want to share this morning about going after his presence. Things we can do to, to pursue his presence. The first thing, the first thing that I felt like the Lord was sharing to me about um, us, us as a church pursuing His His presence, is is worship. And how many know that worship invites God's presence? When we worship, we invite His presence in. Um, but I, as I was as I was preparing this message and, 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 and I felt like the Lord put on my heart worship, he wanted me to sort of say that worship, it's, it's not like what we're probably used to 
Because, you know, how many know that in the, in the church when we talk about worship, the first thing we think of is singing and music, songs, things like that, which, which, which are worship. They're, they're very good things. But, but if we're to be in God's presence all the time, if we're, if we're pursuing his presence all the time, then we can't always be singing. We can't always be having music, right? And, and I felt like the Lord was saying to me, specifically about worship, he wanted me to kind of explain it in a different way. And he gave me this, this, this image, and it was worship equals sacrifice, and, and I just want to read Romans 12, verse 1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. I felt like this morning we kind of want to we, we, we kind of want to look past the the usual worship as singing and 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 music and look at look at this idea of worship being a sacrifice because because fire falls on a sacrifice if we look at the old testament and we and we look at the times when we see the fire of god and the fire of God is, is, the, is, is his manifest presence. And we see, we see on, on, on a number of occasions where, where people are, are bringing a, a sacrifice to the Lord and they're preparing an altar and they're, and they're putting the sacrifice on the altar and then God's fire from heaven comes down and consumes the sacrifice. We see fire fall on a sacrifice. His presence is attracted to sacrifice. And I feel like, you know, we don't, want, we don't want worship to be something where it's something I do at this time of the day. It's something I do on a Sunday. We, we, we come to church, we spend half an hour worshiping, and that's my worship. We, we kind of got to look past that, and, and, and worship needs to be something that happens all the time. It's, something, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle, continually. We, we, we worship when we, when we make sacrifices for our family, for our friends, for, for people we don't even know. And so I feel like this morning the Lord wants, wants to highlight that to us, that fire falls on a sacrifice. His presence is attracted to that. How are we doing? That's good. <laughs> is this making sense? I hope it's making sense. I've had a really <laughs> exhausting week, and I was I was I was, I was practicing last night, and I like couldn't even put two sentences together. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Come and do something. <laughs> so worship, worship invites His presence, and so we need to make that we need to make worship something that we do. That's it's a lifestyle we live. It's not. Yeah, sorry, it's, it's a lifestyle we live, not just something we, we just come and do. 
We are, we are worshippers. It's who we are day in, day out. When you're at work, when you're at home, when you're in the car, it's all worship. And that attracts his presence. The other thing I want to share, so, so, so one, one thing about being in his presence is worship. And the other thing that I want to share is actually for us to ask. We can actually ask the Lord for his, for his presence. We can ask for an encounter with him. And um, I just want to share a story about, this, this was about two years ago. And, um, and I was at home one night, just about to go to sleep, uh, you know, getting ready to go to sleep. And, and Emily, my wife, was on night shift that night. And so she was heading off to work. And, um, and Sienna, my, my daughter at the time, she was about one years old. And, and you know, I, I couldn't be bothered getting up in the middle of the night to have to go and, you know, do anything if she, if she woke up. So I just put her in, in my bed next to me. And, uh, <laughs> yes, someone else knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I actually don't wake up in the middle of the night when, when my daughter cries. And... Um, Emily just thought it was on purpose. <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> she's not here. Is she? <laughs> um, so there, so, so yes, yeah, so Sienna's Sienna's asleep in the bed next to me, <clears throat> and and I'm getting ready to go to bed. And I and I actually put on a sermon, and I begin to listen to the sermon, and it was by uh, Bill Johnson. Um, we know the the Bethel uh, pastor. And he, and, and he was beginning to, to actually share his testimony. And one of the things uh, in his testimony is about a time when he actually had this, this supernatural encounter with the presence of God. And it was, for him, it was like in the middle of the night. And I, I can't remember all the details, but, but basically there was the supernatural thing where he was like stuck in, in his bed couldn't move, un, you know, under the power of God. And so I, and so there I was. I, I was listening to this this sermon, and and I finished it and put it away. And I, I lay down in bed, and then I and then I, I just asked the Lord. I I had just heard this testimony of someone else experiencing God's power, experiencing God's presence, having an encounter with the Lord. And I, I said, Lord, I, I, I want to experience that too. Lord, I want to experience your presence. I want, to have an, I want to have an encounter with you. And, and to be honest, I actually didn't, I, I almost didn't expect anything. <laughs> I, just kind of, I just kind of prayed, I said that to the Lord, and then I went to sleep. And then... Sometime later in the night, I, I woke up and, you know, I, I just woke up all of a sudden and I remember the feeling like someone else was in the room with me. And, I, and I've heard people say this before. Has anyone ever heard, you know, that expression of, you know, you feel like someone else is in the room? And, I, and I've always dismissed it like, no, nah, that's not true. You wouldn't know. <laughs> but, but I woke up and I, I felt like someone else was in the room. 
And then all of a sudden, here I am lying in bed, and all of a sudden I get this huge pressure way down on top of me. I'm lying in bed, and, and every single part of my body begins to, to buzz. And, you know, first thoughts are like, am I having a heart attack? You're like, what's going on? It's like, it was almost like being electrocuted. And, 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 and so this, this begins to happen and, and I can't move. I'm stuck. I, I try lifting my hands. I can't move them. And then I remembered that I had prayed earlier before I went to bed. God, I want an encounter with you. And, and so here I am in, in, in this situation and it's, it, w- it was like being electrocuted but it didn't hurt. It actually felt really good that the presence of God had just come and touched me. And, and so here I am experiencing God's presence and, and it, it, was, it was scary and exciting and overwhelming all at the same time. It's almost like I just didn't know, I just didn't know what, what to think, just lying there. And I just began to turn my affection towards him. And I just spent, I don't even know how long it was, I just spent this time in his presence. Just, it was almost like, I, I, I couldn't describe it, something just being close to him. It was such a powerful thing. And there I am, lying there, just having this incredible moment with God and my daughter rolls over and kicks me <laughs> and then he left the, the Lord left and that was it <laughs> and, 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 and the weight was gone and also you know I, I got up and I was oh. such a I sort of yeah, it took a moment to kind of pull myself together from this from this encounter with God and and then I and then I, I then, then I asked the Lord. I was like, "Is is that it? Like God, I I want more. I want more. You know, I'm I'm not going to be satisfied with with that. I, I want more." And I felt like the Lord actually responded to me, and He said, "Yeah, I want you to have more. I want you to have more of me." This is like what was you know was being prayed this morning. He wants us to have more of him. And it was almost like he, he said, I've I, I just given you this little glimpse. I've just given you this little touch so that you would hunger after more of me. And so this morning I feel like that the Lord wants us to begin to hunger after his presence, begin to, begin to, begin to ask for his presence. I just wonder if maybe um, maybe Stace, you could jump up on the keys. One, one, one glimpse, one touch from him could could change your life. How many know? Who, who's ever had an encounter like that? Yeah, one touch from him could change your life. And that's really good. But you know what? We actually want to, and, and I feel like the Lord's calling us to, to not to be satisfied with, with the one. It's not a one-time thing. He's actually calling us and inviting us 
into his presence, that it would be something that happens just day in and day out. It's not a one time, here it is, I'm finished. And so this morning, whether, whether you've never had an encounter with God, whether you've never experienced his presence and you really want to, or if you've experienced his presence before, but maybe it was like a one-time thing and, and it was in the past and, and since then you haven't, you haven't kind of been pursuing him, today's the day. I feel like today's the day where, where the Lord wants to shift something in your heart and begin to, to stir up a hunger inside of you for his presence. It's the thing that makes heaven heaven. It's him And he wants us to have that right now. Are we able just to stand this morning, church? I just want to pray for you. Maybe we could just close our eyes, just turn your affection towards him this morning. Just forget about what else, what's going on around us. We're going to take a moment in his presence. Before I actually pray, I, there's just one thing I want to do. And I feel like there might be a few people here this morning that just need to to make a decision to follow Jesus. In, In John 14, Jesus says that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through me the first thing we need to understand about pursuing after God, we've got to go through Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through me. This morning, I want to to ask the question, if you've never, if you've never met Jesus, if you've never given your life to Jesus, and if you want to do that in this place this morning, can I just ask you to raise your hand? Raise it nice and high. I see that hand. You can put it down. Anyone else this morning? It is the greatest decision you'll ever make. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. I'm just going to pray. And church, if you could actually just repeat this prayer after me. But I don't want you just, just to repeat the words. I want you to, to actually mean this in your heart. I want these words to come from, from your heart. Don't just repeat them. Let them come from da- deep down inside you. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for saving me. I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for my sin. And today, I repent of my sin and I turn to you. And from this day on, I will follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The last thing I want to pray for this morning, if you want an encounter with God, if you want your heart to be stirred, to pursue His presence in a whole new way, All I want you to do this morning, just reach out your hands to heaven. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I pray every person in this room right now, every person in this room who has their hands raised, Lord, I pray right now for a fresh touch from heaven. Lord, I pray for a fire to ignite inside their hearts. Lord, a fire to begin to burn for the, with a desire to seek after your presence. Lord, something would change in their hearts. Lord, something would change that that worship is no longer something they just do, but it's a lifestyle that they live. Lord, I pray that they would begin to ask for your presence. They would begin to draw near to you. They would hunger after you. And Lord, I pray for supernatural encounters. Lord, I pray for encounters with you on every single one of them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks.